Amen. Luke chapter 19, we'll begin reading of verse 41. I want to read four verses this morning for your convenience. Luke chapter 19, verse 41 says, And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, If thou hadst known even thou, at least in this day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. For the days shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee and compass round thee, thee round, and keep thee in on every side, and shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within, and they shall not leave in, in thee one stone upon another, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation." Thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. This morning, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to talk to you on this subject for a few minutes. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. Amen. At any given moment, the Lord can step on the scene of your dysfunction. At any given moment, the Lord can step into your health issues. At any given moment, come on somebody. At any given moment, the Lord can do a work in this place. Amen. Won't you go with me to the Lord in prayer? Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day, for this opportunity, for this morning that you have blessed us with. God, we thank you for your power and your presence that we feel in this house today. God, I pray that you would anoint me. God, hide me under the cross where no one sees me, but they all see your glory, Lord. Let your word go forth and pierce the heart of each and every person that's in this place today, God. I pray that you would do a work that only you can do and we'll never cease to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Could you do that right now? Could you Clap your hands to the Lord and praise his name. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. We exalt you, Lord. We make you larger than our problem. We make you larger than our circumstance today. We magnify you and bless your name. Amen, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you for standing this morning. Moments have become extremely important to me as I grow older in life, even more now that that I have two children, I, I understand, and I've been told ever since my oldest was born, which is now nine years old, I can't believe it. I've been told by people older than me, take those moments, cherish those moments, they will flee by you very, very quickly. So I'm trying to capture funny moments, I'm trying to capture exciting moments, some maturing moments that make life what it is, but more than the physical realm, I also want to be conscious of the God moments in my life. I, I want to know when God's trying to speak to me. I want to know when God's trying to move in my life and in my family and in my ministry. I don't want to get so caught up with the things of this world that I miss God trying to speak to me. And sometimes we have to listen, Pastor Robbins, very intently because sometimes he's not in the wind and sometimes he's not in the fire. One writer says sometimes it's a still, small voice. So we have to be careful and mindful of those moments in our life where God tries to visit us and tries to minister to us. One of those moments is today. He's trying to minister to somebody in this place before the word has ever gone forth. And while they were singing, when you walked into the house of God today, your spirit felt something different. That is the Holy Ghost trying to minister to you where you are. Hallelujah. It's not in etiquette preaching. It's not in my ability. It's in the anointing of the Holy Ghost 
that can break the chains of bondage in each and every one of our lives today. And I'm thankful for the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful for all God is doing in our lives and in our churches. As many of you know, football season is in full swing, and I don't know if you keep up with it or not. I don't watch football that much, especially don't follow uh, professional football. Um, I don't even know who won the Super Bowl last year. I can't tell you anything at all about it. Uh, very little, very little. I, I try to watch um, or keep up with America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, because I lived there for a few years, and I, I try to keep up with them, but I, I don't know really any stats. I don't know anything about it. One thing I do know is that most of their games are played on Sunday. And, all, and I notice that there's always this competition uh, or feels like a competition with some churches to try to compete with Sunday, with football on Sunday and try to, try to maneuver their schedules around football on Sunday and try to do things different to try to help people go and be entertained by the things of this world. But consider this today, at any given Sunday, on any given Sunday, a professional's career can go from security to obscurity with one hit. One wrong move can make a running back from take a running back from his stage of fame on any given Sunday. A star quarterback can tear his shoulder and put himself out of the game on any given Sunday. On any given Sunday, a third string receiver can put himself in the bright light simply by catching a game winning touchdown. Any given Sunday, last year's losing season can become a starting point for this year's run up for the championship. At the end of the day, a right decision can leave a coach the smartest strategist of the game or the wrong one can leave him looking for a new job all on any given Sunday. Deflation, joy, hope, sorrow, depression, relief, anguish, excitement can all be experienced on any given Sunday during any of those games that they're performing. The player, the team, the coach, the owner, the city all know that until the final whistle is blown through the air, that anything can happen on any given Sunday. And it's the same for us today in this building right here, right now, that on any given Sunday, on today, anything can happen in your life that can propel you closer to the Lord or the decisions you make can pull you further away from Him. Hallelujah. If I were to ask you this morning, how was your week? And your choices were best week of my life, a good week, an average week, a bad week, the worst week ever. I think if we were to poll, probably most of us would pick an average week. It was pretty average. I, I went to work. I did my thing. I, I came home. I done homework. I cooked supper. Uh, my wife did. I, <laughs> I'm giving you her schedule. Uh, I went to work. I came home. I played with the kids. Amen. Spirit of honesty just hit. An average week. We just we just kind of went through the week. I mean, I mean, if you're honest with yourself today, you you didn't pay much attention to your surroundings. Everything was just normal. You perhaps parked in the same place you always park and you went to the same desk that you always go to and you did the same punching on the computer that you always do and and you you did all the things that was just average, just normal, just and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we understand we all kind of get in a grind of work. But, but if I was to ask you this week, how was your spiritual life this week? 
And you were to reply, well, it was average. How, how was your church service? Well, it, it was average. I came and got what I expected, but I'm okay with that. It was average. Most of you are already deciding where you're going to eat after service, and God is trying to push through some stuff in your life and say, look, if you'll just give me a moment, if you'll just give me a chance on a Sunday morning when your pastor can't preach and most of the staff is out, I want to do a work in your life on this Sunday morning. I want to move on your behalf today. I want to do miracles, signs, and wonders on your behalf today. So many of us step forward in life expecting every day to be average, and I understand that not every day is a high day. We have our good days and we have our bad. There, there's an average day that will be lived. Don't expect every day to be an extreme high because you will be disappointed. Paul didn't preach every day in the book of Acts. If we study the history of Paul, we'll find that there was days where he was so intense and there was days he was taking care of the daily affairs. He he had to sit through three years of school in Arabia. He had to sit under a pastor for a decade before God told him to take a trip. And Paul only took three trips in his life. Some of those days were average, but I didn't come today to talk about average. I didn't come this morning to talk about mediocrity or being normal. Sometimes we stare into the Bible and we observe miracle moments and we think, if I could have been there, if I could have experienced Experience that we look at events which occurred in the life of Christ and we wonder how the Pharisees could reject this man Jesus and I propose to this church today how many times do we come to the house of God when the spirit of God is moving and miracles are taking place and we just We just do all that we know to do, just go through the motions. And God is saying, I'm trying to break through some things. I'm trying to plow down some things. I'm trying to set at liberty those who are bound. And I've come to preach to somebody today and tell you that if you are bound by any form of addiction, the Lord can deliver you today from all those things that are holding you back. We tell ourselves that if we could have seen the miracles that Jesus performed, certainly we wouldn't have turned away from him. If we could have been there, like the old song says, I was trying to catch the crippled man. Did he run past this way? He was rushing home to tell everyone what Jesus did today. So the mute man was telling me and the deaf girl was running to answer God's call. It's hard to believe, but if you don't trust me, ask the blind man. He saw it all. Amen. The Lord is wanting to do a supernatural work in our midst. Hallelujah. The thing that's going to separate us from every other church on every other corner is a supernatural move of the Holy Ghost setting at liberty those who are bound. If we could just have seen this, we would have been Christ's biggest followers. That's not necessarily true because human nature still takes effect. We have seen God heal and we still come to church and doubt his ability to do it in our life. We have seen God set at liberty those who are bound and we still come in with addictions holding us back. We have seen the hand of God move through our congregations and the spirit of God move through our midst and we still come in here and we patty cake for Jesus and say, now I lay me down to sleep, pray to 
dear Lord, my soul to keep somewhere on the inside of you. There's got to be a Holy Ghost boldness that says, get thee behind me, Satan. Today is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. No matter what comes my way, I choose to rejoice. No matter what I'm facing, I'm going to praise the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, come on somebody and praise the Lord right now with me. Why don't you lift your voice and lift your hands to heaven right now and let victory ring in this place. Come on, it's not a Sunday night shout down, it's Sunday morning, but on any given Sunday, the Lord can move on behalf of the needs of his people, and he can make a way of escape for you. On any given Sunday, somebody can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. On any given Sunday, somebody can be buried in the only saving name, the name of Jesus Christ. The Passion Week of Christ. What to us seems to be a major event in human history. However, to the people within the story, it was just an average week. We have the advantage to sit on this side of history and look back. And to us, it was extraordinary. It was pivotal. It was wonderful. It was life-changing. But to the people within this time, the people in the story, it was just another ordinary, usual, average week. It, it, it is the most defining moment in human history. However, for them, it was just an average week. And I'm preaching to somebody that's just had an average week this week. I'm reaching for somebody who's just been going through the motions. You're here in the house of God, and you're doing good with that. You're doing all you know to do. Perhaps you're lifting your hands, and you have nothing to offer him. But let me tell you, that is a sacrifice of praise, and it's going up to the Lord. And he is being moved by his people, lifting up his name in the middle of their average ordinary life the crowd was large and celebrating but it wasn't because of the messiah it was because of their religion they came and went through their rituals just like any other other passover before how many times do we come into church not really expecting anything but we come just for another church service well, I've checked it off my list. We got ready. We got all them heathens dressed. We got them in the car. That was us this morning. We got them in the car. One of them didn't even go with us, and it was still a struggle. But we're here. We're in the house of God. We've made it this far, but if we're not careful, we'll just go through the motions and say, well, it's just another Sunday morning service. I'll wait till tonight. I'll wait till we have the good songs. I'll wait till we have a shout down. I'll wait till the pastor's preaching. No, 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 no. If God is moving, I want to be where he's moving. If God is doing a miracle, I want a miracle. If God is healing, I want healing. If God is delivering, I want I don't care if it's Sunday morning. I don't care when it is. I want the Holy Ghost to move in my life. Our human nature, we've got to, 
We got to fight this flesh today. We got to fight and push back some things today. How many times do we come to church, though, just to check it off the list? I've done it. I've done it. Pastor Robbins ain't going to call me this afternoon. I won't have to worry about that text message on Monday morning. I, I checked it off the list. Can you walk into the house of God with all this bondage and all this weight of this world? Can I tell you, you can't live in this world and not have weight on you. You walk into the house of God with all this weight on you, and you're just checking off a list. And God's saying, I've got so much more for my people. I've got provision, and I've got, hey, how about this? I've got peace that surpasses their understanding. They don't have to live in fear. They don't have to be controlled by anxiety and depression. I've got peace for them. So many things the Lord wants to do, but we've got to be willing to receive it. Sure, Jesus can do anything. He can change the world around us. They were saying to themselves, but not this week because it's just another ordinary average week. Even nature didn't give any signs. Nothing was different on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. The sun still rose, the birds still chirped, and the dew still fell, and the night was still dark. Some claim that with the cries of Hosanna on Palm Sunday that people might have got the hint that there was something different going on, but the same voice has cried out on Friday, crucify him, crucify him. Even the trial and crucifixion took a normal route of violence, hatred, and religious jealousy. But I don't want to spend all my time today to point out the normal. I want to preach to you about the supernatural. I want to show you what can happen when God steps on the scene of lives because God specializes today in turning ordinary into extraordinary. I want to show you what happens when men's faith enter God's presence. I want to show you what can happen on an average service on any given Sunday. It was just another day in, li in the life of Mary till Gabriel told her differently. It was just another day of fishing for Peter till Jesus said, follow me. It was just another day of collecting taxes for Matthew until Jesus showed him his true worth. It was just another wedding feast until Jesus messed with the water. It was just another social outcast until Jesus told the leopard, I will. It was just another handicapped day until his four friends took him to see Jesus. It was just another day at the pool until Jesus troubled the waters. It was just another day with a crippled hand until Jesus said straight forth your hand it was just another trip to the well It was just another trip to the well until Jesus opened her eyes to the true waters of life. It was just another day in the military until the centurion put his faith in Jesus and saw his servant healed. It was just another funeral procession until Jesus stepped up and touched the young man's body. Come on, somebody, I'm telling you what can happen on any given Sunday, on any given moment when you allow Jesus access to your life. It was just another family crisis till Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. 
It was just another day of her wasting her life savings on another doctor. Can anybody relate until Jesus touched, until she touched the master's hymn? Come on, somebody. Until Jesus stepped onto the scene. It was just another confused father until Jairus found the maker touching his daughter. It was just another storm until Peter decided to get out of his familiar comfort zone and step onto the rough seas of life. It was just another day of seeing her child suffer until the Syrophoenician woman decided that her nationality would not get between her and her need. It was just another day of not being able to communicate that Jesus restored death, that we restored words to the dumb man. It was just another day of silence until Jesus touched his ear. It was just another day of living short of his potential until Jesus decided to dine with Zacchaeus. It was just another day of being in sin until Jesus challenged the adulterous woman to sin no more. It was just another morning of dead hope until Jesus asked Mary Magdalene, woman, why weepest thou? Hallelujah. It was just another sinful day of the world until Jesus said, And he took the weight of the world and he took our sin upon his shoulders. And with one word on one day, he said, it is finished. And the rest of humanity was changed. And we now live under the dispensation of grace all because of what he did on that day. All these ordinary lives were changed when God stepped in and made a difference. You may be here this morning. You may say, I've got nothing to offer him. That's all right. All you need to do is allow him access. All you need to do is say, Lord, I'm here. I don't know what's going on. I know what I feel, but I don't understand it. Lord, I'm going to release my life to you. And when you do that and you allow him a moment in your life, he will make all the difference today. It's because of these stories that I just mentioned, because of these things I've seen through my own experience, and because of my understanding of Scripture that I believe that on any given Sunday, on any given Sunday, a cancer patient can step into an apostolic church and find his or her tumor evaporate in the midst of the ultimate physician. Come on, somebody. He's still a God who can heal. On any given Sunday, people can step into an apostolic service and see their fears of tomorrow evaporate into the warm embrace of the master who holds tomorrow in his hands. On any given Sunday, any child of God can get to know a side of God that they're unfamiliar with. On any given Sunday, a mother can put her weeping nights behind her as she sees her backslidden child renewed in the Holy Ghost. On any given Sunday, a cold heart that walked away from God 25 years ago can be warmed again by the kindling fire of a forgiving God on any given Sunday any meth, crack, nicotine or porn addict can lay their past on the altar and see the door of their cell swing wide open he can do it for you won't you turn to the person beside you and say he can do it for you turn to the other person and say he can do it for you 
Come on, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Lord, I've been praying for this for a while. Lord, I've been expecting this for a while. But I've come to tell you on any given moment, on any given Sunday, all he has to do is speak the word and align with your faith. And your situation will turn around for your good. On any given Sunday, an abusive father can ask for forgiveness and become restored to the relationship with his family and his God. Aren't you thankful for grace and mercy today? Where would I be if not for the grace and mercy of God? On any given Sunday, a young person who went a little too far on Saturday night can go all the way back to a loving God full of grace and mercy. On any given Sunday, a person can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. On any given Sunday, a person can be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, washing away their sins into a sea of forgetfulness. If you're here today and you've never been in a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ, don't let this moment pass you by. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, then today's your day to receive that gift. You don't have to beg for it. The Bible says it's a gift He gives freely. Hallelujah. All you have to do is as easy as one, two, three, repent of your sins. Because we were all born in sin, shaping in iniquity. Listen, you're no worse than anybody else in this room. We were all born the same way, a sinner. We've asked God to forgive us. We've repented of our sin. And then we've got to be buried in the name of Jesus Christ. Why the name of Jesus? Scripture says she shall bring forth a son. They're going to call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. When Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, Nicodemus says, what do I have to do to be saved? Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man is born of the water, which is baptism, and the Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So we understand through Scripture that we got to be buried in the name. What does that mean? That means you're going to be buried, and when you come up, all things are new in your life. Anybody who's ever been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb, shout yes! Anybody who's ever been buried in the name, shout yes. It's the only saving name, the name of Jesus. we got to be buried in his name. The Bible says, then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, and that's when you release the most ruling member of your body, that tongue. Somebody say, uh-huh. That tongue, that thing that gets you in trouble more than you care to mention, that tongue, when you surrender it to the Lord and you release it to the Lord, you will begin to speak, the Scripture says, in a heavenly language. That's how you know and identify the Spirit coming into you because you have submitted the most unruly member of your life to Him and He can move in and reside in your life. All that can happen. On this Sunday morning, you in a few moments when I give an altar call, why don't you just make your way to the front and make the decision to start a new life today. Amen. Get in a covenant with Jesus Christ. Will your life be perfect after this? No. But having somebody on your side who controls everything is pretty good odds. Having the man who holds the world in the palm of his hand now residing inside of you is pretty good odds. I don't, I, don't, I don't gamble and I don't go to Vegas, but I'm telling you, if I was a gambling man, I would go to Jesus every time. 
Why is that? Because he's got a proven track record. He's never left me. He's never forsaken me. He's never let me down. Hallelujah. He may not have come when I wanted it, but he always came on time. Somebody shout yes. You got to be buried in the name of Jesus. You got you to gotta receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you want to call heaven your home, Jesus said, not apostolic life, not Brother Justin, not Pastor Robbins. Jesus said, verily, verily, you must be born of the water and of the Spirit. On any given Sunday, any sinner, drug dealer, child beater, hypocrite, liar, fornicator, murderer can see their sins forgiven. And forgotten by the power of the Holy Ghost, somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. But it's not on any given Sunday. It's on any given Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Because we serve a God that will step into the ordinary and change your life forever. Hallelujah. You may be driving to work tomorrow. And you may be saying, well, I feel that spirit that I felt in that church house coming on you. And you may begin to speak in a heavenly language. Hey, God can do it in your car. He can do it in your home. He can do it wherever you are. The power of God permeates through everything else. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. (laughs) Jesus cried over Jerusalem. Back to our text this morning in Luke chapter 19. Jesus cried over Jerusalem for one reason. Jerusalem did not know the hour her visitation what was hers she missed for she missed the hour that the Lord came unto her and could have given her so much instead of being a beacon of hope she fell for she didn't know the hour of her visitation scripture says the Romans came in and destroyed the city save one wall in Herod's temple and Jesus wept Because he knew she could have been. He knew what she could have been. But she was not because she didn't know the moment that was given to her. And we started this service off talking about the power and the presence of God. And how God will never leave you and he'll never forsake you. And we've talked about how he's not always in the fire. And he's not always in the wind. He's not always in the storm. But sometimes it's a still, small voice. And he's reaching for you today. This is your hour. This is your time. You don't understand why you're even here. You've gone through the motions. You've been trying every other option. You're just here today. You decide to give church a try. Perhaps this is your first time you've ever been in a Pentecostal service. I want to tell you today, ma'am or sir, you're not here by accident. The Lord has special plans for each and every one of us today. We have gathered in his name to receive blessings. We have gathered in his name to give him honor and praise. And when we give him honor and praise, he moves his hand across our lives. And we begin to feel and act and sound and be different people. At any given moment, God can step on the scene and change your life forever at any given moment a group of people can truly sanctify their hearts toward one common goal revival 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 
At any given moment, this church can sell out to Christ to help others find a way of salvation. At any given moment, a sinner can feel a tug of conviction on their heart. At any given moment, we can have an old-time move of God in this place. Come on, do you remember those times? You remember those times when people used to have to pick you up out of the altar? How long has it been since you had one of those services? Did you come today looking for one of those services, or did you come today looking for another normal, ordinary Sunday morning service to check off your box and say, well, I've done that. Let me go home. Let me grab a little food. Let me grab a little nap, and I'll go check off Sunday night. I don't know if you can feel it, but the power of God is moving through this place right now. And it's not because of me. It's because he's got a desire to do something in somebody's life today. Could you just slip up your hand where you're seated at right now, where you're seated? Could you just slip up your hand in the air and just begin to sense after the spirit that's moving through this place? Can you just ask the Lord, say, Lord, whatever you have for me, God, I don't want to leave this place without it. Lord, whatever your will is for my life, whatever your will is for my family, Lord, I don't want to leave this place without it. Come on, nobody's guaranteed a Sunday night service. Nobody's guaranteed to make it home today. All we have is right now, this moment, this opportunity. All we have right now is what we feel in this service on this Sunday morning. All we have is an opportunity to respond right now. We're not even guaranteed that we'll make it to our car in the parking lot. Lord, I don't want to miss a moment with you. God, if you're trying to tell me something, if you're trying to do a work in my life, God, if you're trying to move me from mountain to mountain, God, if you're trying to do something, come on, somebody begin to pray right now. Somebody begin to pray right now. Begin to fervently pray in the Holy Ghost. Woo! Shadow, do, 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 do